What is Montrospective? It's what we say to ourselves and our attitude towards it. We repeat mantras over and over again to ourselves. If we're doing it right, they're positive, not negative. What we say affects our attitude and our point of view. We all have dreams and goals, but how many of us know where to start to make them happen? I am fascinated by everyday people who are doing extraordinary things, and I wanted to find out why and how they were able to be successful. I spent 16 years in radio, not as a DJ, but as a promotions director. I never had an interest in being front and center or putting myself out there as a personality. Fast forward to today, I have something to say and messages from incredible people to share. Simply put, I am interested. I want to know what propels everyday people to follow their dreams in the hopes that it will inspire you to do the same. We have one life to live. Let's listen, learn, and share our journey with the world. This is Montrospective. Well, welcome back to another episode of Montrospective. It is the first Tuesday of the month, so everyone knows what that means. It's first Tuesday with Heather and Sarah. Yay! Yay. So welcome back, Sarah Robinson from the Woo and the Do and everything that is amazing about you. Um, We decided we are going to talk about something really cool today that we haven't really touched on. I haven't touched on, I don't think really in any episode that I've done over almost the last year, if you can believe that already. It's almost been a year since I started this. So tell everybody what we're gonna talk about today. Mm, Today, we're gonna talk about one of my very, very favorite topics, and that is energy work and specifically Reiki. So if you guys don't know what Reiki is, or you do and you want to know more, you are in the right place because this is going to be so fun because Heather and I are both in the Reiki world. So you're about to just have your mind blown. Absolutely. And I was introduced to Reiki a few years ago, kind of when I started on my whole journey and a really good friend of mine who also is a Reiki master and became my Reiki teacher, uh, did a session on me and we'll talk about what all that means, but it is such a personal and emotional and incredible experience that it's something I think everyone should experience at least once in your lifetime. Even if you're skeptical, go into it with as open mind as possible, because I believe we're all energy. I just, I've always believed that, that just as physical beings were energy and we can give and receive that energy, which is so much about what this work is. So where's the best place to start on explaining energy work and what Reiki is. Well, let's just start with that, that topic you or that, that sentence you just said about we're all energy. And when I talk about it, um, that's where I always start. I speak in like, um, cosmetology schools, esthetician schools, um, massage schools, things like that. And so that's where I always start because first off guys, if you're listening to this and like, you've heard of Reiki and you're having like some body reactions, I want to let you know that you are totally like that's totally a natural response if you're intrigued also a natural response so but I want you to listen to this with an open mind because I talk about it from a very western science perspective um because so here here we're just going to start with that because that's where I always begin because people sometimes have some aversion to energy work um often because of religious reasons um which is man, believe whatever you believe and I am all for it, but just stay open for a moment, if you will. So we're all energetic beings. And guys, this starts at a, at a very simple level. 
Like we know that we're made of atoms. We know that atoms have a nucleus and then an electron. The electron takes up what, like 99.9% or something like some ridiculous amount of the atom. Electron is electrical. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's movement, it's electricity, it's bumping around. So if you think about it from an atomic structure, we're like 99% energy. We are just vibrating at a low enough frequency that we can be seen. Our physical vibration, the rate at which our electrons move is low enough that we can see. And, and, and hear me out guys, think about light. There is ultraviolet light that we cannot see. There's all infrared light. There's all these light spectrums that we cannot see, but then there's the light that we can see because it's at a low enough vibration that our eyes can process it. Same way with our bodies. They're energetic beings. Another one, our nervous system. We know that our nervous system sends electrical impulses to parts of our body to keep us safe. Electrical. So from that scientific perspective, um, we can understand that we have electricity running through our system at all times, keeps our heart beating, keeps all these things going. That's, that's where we are. Like, if you think about it, someone's in cardiac arrest, what do they do? They shock their heart with electricity. Okay. So we'll start there. Um, that, I think that's a really good groundwork just to kind of get off, off the, like, to, you know, I do the woo and the do, right? Heather, like you said. And so we start with the do, we start with the practical, we start with the logical and we build that foundation. And that's the foundation of of us being electrical beings, elect, you know, um, energetic beings, excuse me. So, so yeah, I think that's a really good place to start. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I, you know, like I've shared before, I've taken Reiki one and two and I'm about to do Reiki master. So I, you know, I know a lot of this stuff, but I always learn something new from you as well. And I love that you started out by explaining the real tangible scientific side of this too, because immediately a lot of people go to that woo side of things and automatically mm -hmm. shut down from it. But there is a lot of realness to this that needs to be heard and kind of accepted and digested. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, like I said, it becomes such a personal experience for that too, because, you know, there's an intuitive side to this as well. Right. Um, and I don't know if I'm jumping the gun and getting way too soon into this before you actually start explaining the process, but, you know, that's really powerful, you know, mm -hmm. to know as well is not only are we energetic beings, but there's also an intuitive side that's shared between people during a session. Absolutely. Um, so if I jumped way too far ahead, no, just keep no. going with where you were, but no, yeah, no, I think that's important. So, so Heather mentioned, you know, we have this, we have this energetic body. We have a physical body. We have a, a mental, emotional body, but then we do have that spiritual body, that intuition, your connected connection to God source, whatever, you know, you can feel other people. You kind of, you can read a room. That's our intuition, right? We have that like, Oh shoot, I shouldn't go down that alley. That's our intuition. And so whether or not you believe in psychic abilities or clairvoyance or any of that, like everyone has walked into a room or walked down a street and been like, God, I better get to my car right now. Like I need to go now. So that's just intuition. Like, again, it doesn't have to be this big woo thing. Um, but uh, really quick, I do want to say what Reiki is because we talked about the fact that we're energetic beings, right? But what is it? <clears throat> Reiki is an Eastern medicine practice, all right? It's been around for a couple hundred years and it's not the only, really quick caveat, is not the only energy healing modality, really important to know. Um, there are many, but uh, it's a Japanese 
healing process. And I really want to give, um, recognize that, that it is brought to us from the Japanese culture. <clears throat> and all it is, guys, we talked about with the fact that we're energy. We call that chi, sometimes life force energy. Some people say that. Um, I'm going to stay kind of scientific on this too, because I don't want you guys thinking you can't listen to it, but don't worry, woos. We'll get to the woo. Um, <clears throat> but we have free radicals in our body, right? The electrons go kind of wonky sometimes. We're nervous, we're energetic beings. So we have energy waves. What Reiki is, is basically the practitioner is a funnel. So there's all this collective energy. Here's the woo guys, all the God energy, the, the love energy, the source energy. Um, you can just think about the fact that there's a ton of energy in the world, just, you know, because it is. And what the Reiki practitioner does is they become a funnel or a straw and they've opened their energetic field up to receive this, channel it through the practitioner into the person. So if you think about a gas tank, okay, she is the gas, okay? So the gas tank eventually gets empty. And when our chi gets low, we get sick, stress, anxiety, um, all these, pardon me, all these things um, happen to us. And the thing, the weird thing is the things that cause our chi to get low are stress, anxiety, toxicity, external things, internal things, shadows, limiting beliefs, all these things that make our energy system kind of go haywire, right? And I don't know, uh, about you guys, but the majority of people I know suffer from anxiety and depression. So what does this tell me at a societal level is that we are in a chronic state of low chi. So what we, what the chi does, the practitioner is, so the gas pumps, our source, the chi or the practitioner is the hose and the energy comes through the practitioner into the person to refill the tank. And whenever we're refilling the tank, we are um, grounding, so we're eliminating free radical craziness. We are aligning the energetic waves. So all the waves, instead of smashing into each other, like, um, you know, a, a windy day at the lake, now they're in unison, like the tide or like the waves at the beach. And granted, there's some crashing there too, but <clears throat> you get what I'm saying? Like they're in alignment now. So our body calms down. Our nervous system calms down. I did a treatment the other day and one of the ladies, I asked for her feedback and she said that her raw nervous system now felt some relief. Um, so all, it, I mean, Reiki does so many amazing things, but at a very basic level, it's a healing modality. It treats us on the physical level, the mental level, the emotional level, and the spiritual level all at the same time. Um, so it's so beautiful and I use it very often on myself, especially when I'm in times of transition and my clients as well. Um, I use it with them to help ease that discomfort of transition because um, although things are changing and they're happy and good sometimes, there's still discomfort and change. So the Reiki really does just reduce anxiety and it promotes healing. So not curing, but healing, allowing us to come to peace with whatever our, our situation is and however it decides to go. So that was long, but that is what Reiki is. Well, and yeah. to touch Can on that too. Well, and to touch on it too, the chakra system, for those of you who are familiar with that is very key and very involved in all of this too. So it's important to balance your chakras and a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master can do those things. 
as mm-hmm. well and really tune in and feel which chakras are off balance and, and what you need to do as well. So how do you work when it comes to the chakra system? Well, and, and for those, so again, we're going to bring it chakra system guys is the, the central it's, it's the central meridian in your nervous system. Okay. So if you're not like chakras, no, because believe me, I have a lot of people who resist this because the religion says no. So talk about the nervous system. It's the central, it's your spinal column. All right. That's all it is. And it's where all your nerves come together, but we call it the chakra system because there's a lot of meaning at different points where our nerves come together. Um, that is believed that different elements are manifesting. So maybe a safety issue that would be in your root. Maybe you're having trouble um, sexually or creatively. That's your, your sacral, you know? So, um, so what I do, um, I, there, there are a couple of different ways to do Reiki and some people have a, a method. They like the methodology. I go to this chakra. I go to this chakra. I go to this chakra. I go to this part of the body. You know, there's different methods. I'm in a very intuitive worker. Um, and it, it takes some time. And that's how I also teach because I think that whenever we're in a space of openness, we're told what to do and we're drawn to it. So there's um, when, when a practitioner um, is doing Reiki, there, we sense things in our hand. It's like our hands kind of become metal detectors. And so we can feel where things don't feel right. So for me, of course, you always scan the body just to see what the normal is, right? Like where, where does it feel normal? Cause like, sometimes I'll feel something like, Ooh, that's really, that's a live area. But then I go more and I'm like, Whoa, no, that's like this person's baseline. We are getting into some crazy stuff. So it's kind of like that, you know, it's the beep, 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 beep. And then I just kind of play in the energy. So I move my hand it's just kind of like an energetic massage is what it is. I mean, your body has very similar reactions to a massage. If you can find a masseuse who does Reiki, do it. Oh my gosh, it'll be the best massage of your life. <clears throat> but I yeah, just- We won't even of- get into like the cranial sacral and all that stuff because that's, you know, oh. if you can find, again, a massage therapist or whatever that can do all of that to you, you're going to leave a whole different person. <laughs> <laughs> you like bend all the way out. I had a friend one yeah. time like text me and say, I just went to a masseuse who does Reiki. What did she just do to me? I'm like, she- massaged your muscles, but source filled you up. Like God filled you up. So, um, it's just love. Oh, it's just pure love. So I just feel where things feel off a bit, right? We get the chakras all moving in the right same direction. We get the energy flowing. I feel for what's calling, like what body part is calling for this energy. And to be truthful, I mean, you could just put your hands on someone's feet. The Reiki is going to go where the Reiki goes, Mm -hmm. but why not enjoy the experience and, and, go through a bit of it with the person. So you can look my rate, my hands are like tingling. Now this happens all the time when I talk about this, stuff. (laughs) um, you know, then we just get it. And then for me, my gifts is I'm clairvoyant and claircognizant. So while I'm working on the person, I'm often picking up on messages that the body is sending. So I did a Reiki session on someone the other day and she had just lost her husband and was having some, some challenges being a single mom you know, and and she had a lot of grief, but what I picked up actually wasn't the grief of her husband because she felt like she was, she couldn't move through this grief. It was actually the grief of some, um, of, of her, she had a couple of miscarriages last year and she never really felt like she was able to grieve those losses. And she never felt like she could connect to those babies. So her, her sacral was screaming for that connection. Um, so yeah, there was the grief of her husband, of course, he was her partner and she loved him, but the grief that was coming through was out of the baby, the babies. 
Um, and then also some other stuff, but I just get, I have a knowing and a scene. So while I'm doing this, I usually close my eyes. Sometimes I turn on music and I dance over people and, you know, whatever, and get stuff moving, but I get those messages as well. So after the session, I was able to tell her like, Hey, does this resonate with you? How does this feel for you? And she just started crying. She's like, that's exactly it. I hadn't placed it. And then, so we can talk about some aftercare things. What can we do to connect to these babies? What can we do? And she was also, she's someone who believes very much that, um, that she is visited by her husband and she was having actually some um, resentment towards him because he got to see the babies. And so we got to talk about some stuff about how we can meet the babies, how we can build that, that bond. So I told her, I'm like, you're holding them back. And so guys, now we get into the woo, right? So we do, many of us in the woo community do believe that because we are energetic beings, we don't need a physical body to, um, to exist. And so she was then able, I gave her some, some exercises to do to begin building that relationship and also releasing that because she felt shame that she resented her husband who had passed away. Like guys, this is, this is really deep work. Um, and we also sometimes get past life work where it's like, oh, it's alternate quantum field stuff. Um, and Reiki can work at any time and place. So like when I do inner child work, I give Reiki to my inner child. I give Reiki to my ancestors. I give Reiki to like, <clears throat> if, if there's a tsunami, I give Reiki to that, that's that the people in that area, the earth. Um, the other day I did a sunrise dance. And while I was doing the sunrise dance, I was connecting to the earth energy. And I just I just had these overwhelming gratitude and I was, tears were just streaming because this connection is like, it's like no other. It really is like, and I was skeptical guys. Look, if you're listening to me, like you're a weirdo. Um, I was super skeptical. Uh, so I went to a fair, like these vendor, these, these psychic fairs. And someone just said, give me your arm. And he, he just did energy work on my arm. And that arm was lighter than any place in my body for the rest of the day. And I was like, okay, there's something to this. So then I learned the science of it. Um, and then I learned the other stuff of it. And thankfully I had a Reiki master who was incredibly intuitive and that's how she taught us. Um, but it's, it really, uh, so I just treat from a very, <laughs> there's the story. I just treat from a really intuitive place and, and just kind of go where my intuition takes me. And it's taken me some years to be comfortable with that because I didn't want to do it wrong, but there is no wrong and Reiki. You can't send bad intentions to people. You can't do it wrong. If you, if you just want to do it, then now granted you do have to have an, an attunement. So anyone out there who wants to just do Reiki and read a book, you have to work with a Reiki master because you have to be opened up. Um, like my daughter, she does energy work. She's not attuned, but it's her natural energy. Um, I'm going to attune her to Reiki because I don't want her using her own energy. I want her using source energy because that way she's not depleted. Um, but she gives my grandma or her grandma energy work all the time because she just, she knows what to do naturally because yeah. she's just cool. <laughs> and, she's going to well, <laughs> and I think we're all kind of introduced to these things when we're ready. Like mm -hmm. so many of us who are on this spiritual journey and really learning about ourselves, it, there's a lot, there's so much out there. And I think when you're ready for that, for that energy work, you'll gravitate towards it. It might be this podcast episode that kind of goes, okay, I'm ready to try this out and ready to find somebody to work with. And the first time I ever experienced it was with a good friend of mine who became my Reiki master. And um, something I think I've shared before in a previous episode was that I 
previous to that Reiki experience was never able to see in color in my mind. Mm -hmm. So when I would visualize things, it would always be um, kind of black and white or gray and white. You know, I could never actually physically see color when I dreamed or when I imagined something. And she did a Reiki session with me and was working um, on my head area. And it's important to note, we'll talk about what this physically looks like in a second, but they're not necessarily physically touching you. You know, they can just be working around your aura or whatever. And she was at my head And just suddenly it was like the biggest fireworks show I'd ever seen in my life going off in my head, these beautiful, bright, vibrant colors. And I just started crying. I -hmm. mean, there was just this complete release, almost like my brain had been imprisoned or something for a while. I know that sounds dramatic, but that's what it felt like. Like it was just, it was opening up and it was the most incredible experience. I'm like, all right, I've got to learn how to do this because it was such a life-changing experience for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think something else um, kind of to go on topic, but off topic to note is a lot of of Reiki practitioners can sense when there are things physically wrong with the body, but they're not medical professionals and we don't diagnose. We right. don't tell you, you you're going to have a heart attack or something like that, but we'll, we'll say, you know, that you might check in this area or if you haven't been feeling well or something, we're feeling, you know, some, right. some not great vibes from that area. Is that how you handle it when, yeah. when that comes up? Yeah, I do. I'll usually ask, you know, do you have any injury with women? I can always tell if they're, you know, if they're on their cycle, um, we can always tell which ovary is, 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 you know, is active, you know, like I can always tell that kind of stuff, but yeah, if, if I'm feeling something is off, I will recommend that people visit their practitioner, their, their medical practitioner, um, or, you know, nutritionist or whatever that they do for their medical needs. Um, but yeah, no, we are not, not enough that we are not diagnostic professionals. We are not medical professionals. Um, so that is, there are ethics involved in Reiki mm-hmm. and that is one. So yeah, I will definitely say, Hey, this feels weird. Oh yeah. I had a kidney infection. Okay, cool. Well, let's give it some extra Reiki so we can help that. You know, like I was listening to something the other day and a woman um, had had several miscarriage, miscarriage day, apparently, sorry, if you're triggered folks, I really do apologize, but she was having some trouble. And so she started giving herself Reiki she had decided that she wasn't going to do that again. Um, and she started giving herself Reiki and energy healing and then requesting support from, um, from the quantum basically. And she went and had an ultrasound the other day and she was in this herself. This is not one of my clients. Um, <clears throat> she had a, a healthy nine week old growing inside of her and she had had fibroids before and the fibroids had disappeared and the doctors couldn't explain why. So, um, so she healed herself of that. She, you know, and that's what this is all about. But yeah, definitely. Um, if someone's had, and also you can tell with mental struggles too, and you might say, you know, I, maybe it's time to get a coach or a, a therapist or a counselor and kind of sort through this. Um, and it really helps people feel seen because they know, they already know that something's going on. It's just having that little nudge to go mm-hmm. take care of their bodies. Well, let's touch on really quickly, because I'm sure most people listening have never experienced a session before would have no idea what to expect. Let's talk about that. Like you sign up, you decide, okay, I want to give this a shot. You find somebody that you um, are connected to in some way, and you're going to your first session. What, what can someone expect? 
Well, there's two different types of session. First off, there's an in-person session and a distance session. So first I'm gonna talk about an in-person session and then I'll talk about a distance session. Um, I personally do distance sessions more often because they're easier. And especially with COVID, people were more comfortable with that for the last year. Um, but uh, in-person sessions, just think about what you'd do if you went to massage. That's, that's the setup, right? We have um, comfortable lighting. There's usually a massage table. You're going to lay down. And depending on how the practitioner practices, they may turn you over at some point. Some practitioners do put their hands on you. Some practitioners keep their hands off. I practice hands off because I can feel better that way. Um, unless I'm going into the back or something. Um, but, but yeah, so you just lay on the table and some, it's just, some people feel stuff. Some people don't feel anything. Sometimes it's tingles, warmth. Like Heather said, she saw images and fire trackers. Some people um, experience emotions. There's all these different things, but um, basically the practitioner, like I work around the feet, start at the feet. I do a body scan. So my hands are just over the person's body. Um, maybe, you know, a few inches or whatever. I just scan their, their stuff. And I never, I never put my hands on anyone. Like I said, unless I want to, but or excuse me, unless I'm working on the back, but typically people can feel it. And they'll say, Oh, are you by my, my head right now? I'm having some pressure. Oh, I am. Is that uncomfortable? You know, I, I was sensing that that was, that was causing a lot of pressure as well. Um, or are you on my throat? I'm having a hard time swallowing. Okay. Let me back up. Let me pull back or move. Um, cause when we're feeling those sensations, that's the energy moving in and there's probably some blockage removal and things, and that can be have caused some pressure. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how I work. And, you know, like I said, I kind of dance and put music on and just kind of go with the flow and, and have fun with it that way. So, I mean, you probably won't even feel someone's hands on you more than, because most Reiki practitioners I know do hands off, mm -hmm. um, unless they're massage therapists. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, that's what, I mean. And then at the end of the session, I don't, not all practitioners process, but some do. So like, I will, um, ask, you know, what did you have any, what was your experience like? And we'll process if you had any new thoughts or visions, or I'll share what I saw, my intuitive um, input. And then people go on their merry way. And that's, that's how that works. Well, um, and you, ex you mentioned the distance Reiki, and this is where the skeptics potentially will go crazy. Because if you already have a hard enough time um, kind of coming to terms with the fact that physically you could be with somebody and have that energetic exchange basically to say that you could actually do it from a distance is probably blowing your mind. So explain how that works. Well, again, we talk about the fact that we're energetic beings and guys, you talk on your phone and someone isn't next to you when you talk on your phone and it still works because that's energy. Um, you sit in your house and you watch TV. Well, the TV studio is not in your house. It is energy. Energy does not care about time or space. It's irrelevant. That's a human construct made to keep us feeling safe and organized. It is not real. Um, now, take that or leave it. It's okay, whatever you want to do with it. But the whole point of it is that Reiki doesn't care. So I mentioned like I do inner child work. I talk to my three-year-old self and I give her Reiki. Um, it's incredibly powerful. But so a distance session for me is, I get on Zoom or whatever with someone. I usually do like to have them with me because I do like to process. Um, so I just do the same thing, and but from a distance. So I go through the same procedure. 
the same process, the same tuning in. Because guys, if, if you have a, the right practitioner um, for this particular mode of, of treatment, and if they're not comfortable, they won't do it. And that's okay. I did a lot of free ones for a long time because I'm like, this stuff is, again, skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I was a Reiki master and still thought it was BS, guys, still. Um, and so I did it, but it works the same. It works the same. And people still have the same sensations or lack of sensations. It's just, it's just, you get to be at your house and I get to be at mine and uh, we don't have to have an office, which I love not having an office outside of my home. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's how that works. And it's super convenient. You can do it while the kids are taking a nap. It's awesome. Well, so, and it's, it's important to note too, that if anybody listening, um, and even if you've had a Reiki experience before and you decide this is something you want to learn, um, which we'll talk more about too, it's important to note that you always ask permission from the other person as well to share that Reiki. It's not like, you know, you're just worried about your friend in another state and you just decided you're going to send them Reiki. It very much has to be a mutual experience and you have to ask them if they're willing to accept that energy from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, That's um, like, Heather, you've seen, I do lives in my Facebook group every Tuesday Mm -hmm. and I'll send Reiki, but for anyone to receive it, I set the intention that they have to consent. So you see on my Yes. On my thing, I consent, I consent, I consent, because um, it's not something that's done to people. It's mm-hmm. a mutual healing process. The practitioner is not a healer. They're simply the tool for the person to heal themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and sometimes there are people who are not able, you know, for in a coma or, you know, and so at that point, then we consult our higher self and we ask their higher self, um, is this in this person's best good? And sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes it's no, and you just have to, as much as you want to serve them and assist them, you just have to accept the fact that your services are not needed. And all the time that you've been practicing Reiki, what has been one of the most profound or um, just interesting experiences you've had with a client? Um, Oh, I just love them. Um, (laughs) I guess, oh, a friend of mine came to me, she was pregnant. And I was able to experience, she was worried about her baby because she was under some stress. And I was able to treat her and her infant at the same time, again, in sense, right? I had to ask the child's higher self. So I was able to treat her and her, her, her baby in her womb. And it was so cool to feel the different energies. And it was so cool to recognize that and to be able to tell her like, baby's happy. Like your baby is thriving. The baby is you know, loves you so much. And just people say those things to her gave her so, and, and I, it wasn't like I was making the crap up, you know, like if the baby was scared, I would have said the baby is, is stressed out, but this, and it was just a cool, cool experience to get to give that to my friends and, and her, her son. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've, I mean, this is really just glossed over it, quite honestly. Reiki is so deep. There's so much that goes along with it. Is there anything that we've left out that's important for someone to know, you think, right away with, you know, if they're interested in having their first session or potentially interested in Mm -hmm. actually taking the courses on this? I mean, I want to go into what that looks like because I know you offer uh, yeah. training for this as well. So I want to go into that as well, but have we left anything important out that people should know? I think the most important thing, and you did, you did mention this, Heather, is that if this is coming into your awareness, if anything ever comes into your awareness, um, and it tickles a little part of your interest, 
it's worth looking more into because synchronicities aren't they're, they're on purpose. Yes. Um, we may not understand them. Like when I found Reiki, I had no idea how much a part of my life, I just wanted it so I could treat my mother-in-law who, by the way, won't let me treat her because she thinks it's voodoo, um, which is okay. I have to accept that. Like I got Reiki to help her and she will not. And that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But um, so if it's in your awareness and if you're like, Hmm, this sounds interesting. Um, follow that. Follow that curiosity because, and follow whoever it takes you to, whatever practitioner or master or book or YouTube video or whatever, just follow that, that journey and see what the rabbit hole does for you. And reach out and ask either of us questions as well. I mean, by now you guys know where to find us and I'll make sure we're all (laughs) tagged, but um, both of us love talking about this stuff and we're happy to share our own points of view and everything. But I do have a dear friend of mine who um, has gone to a few sessions and is really in love with it and wants to learn. Um, So you actually um, are a Reiki master and do teach this practice. So, um, what can people expect from that? And do you have anything upcoming if someone's interested in taking part? Sure. Now there are many different ways that people teach Reiki. Traditionally Reiki becoming a Reiki master took years and a lot of practice with one of the original masters and teachers. Um, but as what happens over the ages and as we Westernize practices, um, things evolve. So there's three levels of Reiki in Western practice. Yeah. In Western practice. And that's one, two, and master. Um, one is more self-treatment based. Two is more treating others and world situations in the quantum. And then master allows you to teach other people um, and, and make yours basically each time you're, you're opened up energetically and you're become more potent or more, you know, um, so that's, that's important to note. Um, so learning it and you can read all the books, but like I said, until you have an attunement, you do not have Reiki. That's very important. Um, I have a client that went through this online course and she had a certified Reiki plat, uh, thing. And I was like, did you get attuned? No, but I'm a Reiki master. I'm like, no, you're not my sweet. Like you have all of the, like, I will attune you because you have the information. I'm happy to assist. I was so angry by the way about that. Ooh, I was hot. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, there's three levels and, um, that's, that's, what's in the levels. So I do offer trainings and attunements. I like to call them Reiki retreats because in my, in my trainings, we do, we focus on mind, body, spirit, and, um, mind, the four, whatever we, we do all of them. Right. Um, so I'm finishing up an in-person, if you live in the KCM, KC area, Kansas City area, I I'm finishing up a round right now. I do have a couple spots in my master's class. That's um, coming up in May, mid May. Um, I think I have three spots open right now because a couple of my students decided that they're going to wait on their master, which is totally fine. Um, And then at the end of the month uh, on the 23rd, I'm actually starting another round, but this round is a virtual round. Um, So we meet, you know, for five hours I give you all the information and I give you a virtual attunement. If you're in the Kansas City area and you want an in-person attunement, you just ask me and we can get together and I can give you an in-person attunement. I don't care. But I have clients in Australia and Spain and New New Orleans, and they're not going to travel here more than likely for a Reiki attunement, um, but our energies click. 
So I decided to do an online offer as well. Um, and then I'll do another one in the Kansas City area. Whenever people start requesting it, that's when I plan is when people say, hey, Sarah, when will you do this again? Um, so that is, I think I answered all your questions. Yeah, absolutely. And just to talk about my experience since, I mean, I went through it, gosh, it's been a couple, probably a couple of years ago now, because COVID kind of threw everything off when I was going to go yeah. for my my master's certification. Um, so when I did Reiki one, it is, it's a lot of learning. It's a lot of understanding the practice, where it came from, who developed it, all of those things. Reiki two, you actually start working, like you said, with other people and actually um, doing sessions and, and getting those feelings and understanding. And then master, like you said, is where you learn the whole kit and caboodle. But to be a part of that with other people too, and being able to feel that energy is just such an amazing experience and the attunements, you guys, um, when you're talking about an attunement, it's where the Reiki master and you are having a private moment basically. And I don't even know what they do because I'm not a Reiki master yet. You know, yeah, I don't know, but it like is open, open you up, fill you up. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It, it's, it's a very spiritual experience. And during my attunement, I felt, I actually met um, my spirit guide. Like I could clearly, my eyes were closed, but I could clearly feel my Reiki master in front of me. I was seated. She was in front of me. I could feel that energy. I knew where she was in the room, but I felt what I imagined as a hand on my shoulder, as if someone were standing behind me. I actually felt that pressure, felt the fingers, felt the palm, everything. But I was so confused in that moment because I'm like, but I know she's in front of me. There's no way her hand could physically get into that position. And that's when <laughs> I realized who it was. And it again, was just, it was just blowing my mind. It was, mm -hmm. um, it made me such a believer in so many ways. Not that I didn't believe before, but to actually get to share in those experiences with yeah. someone it just open your opens your eyes so much more to what's possible in this world. Um, just how we can take care of ourselves too. Cause again, you can practice Reiki on yourself. And so when you're feeling tense, when you're just, you know, having those panicked moments, you can actually learn these things and practice them on yourself. And it's so good for your mental well-being and your physical well-being to be able to do those things. So, you know, I encourage everybody to look into it, ask questions, do the proper um, studying ahead of time, but consider this as something that could help you in your own life, as well as people you know and love and care about. And this isn't a quick process. I mean, Reiki one and two can go relatively quick. Some people teach it in one weekend, but you right. know, more often than not, there's a month or two in between. And then after Reiki two, you need to practice for, I believe it's at least six months. I, you know, I don't know how I, you do it, but I put, I put six months between my one and master. Okay. So yeah. From the time you get one to masters, but, but yeah. I mean, it's up to the mat. Like my, my yeah. Reiki master didn't schedule um, our master's class until she felt that we were like, she had the intuitive guidance to do it. So yeah. everyone does. And there, and it's important to note too, Heather, there is no certifying board for Reiki in the U S yeah. Okay. Yes. There yeah. Is no sort of, so there isn't a standard, right? Like right. there are common, common practices, 
but there's no certifying boards. When you get a Reiki certification, it is simply from that master. Yes, of course. And some like some places require that cert. They want that paper, but that's really important to note that it's not, um, there is no governing body in the U S there are, is like in Europe and stuff, but not here. Yeah. Now, if you go to the massage side of things and we start talking about cranial sacral and all that, that certification, that's all of that. But yes, Reiki, yes. Thank you for correcting me on that. I know I said certification and yes, there's no no official. No, but I mean, it is, it is important to note that. Yeah, I say certification too, but it's just really important to know that there is no governing body. Yeah, you're not getting licensed or anything like that. It's not, it's just, um, you know, uh, acknowledgement that you've taken Uh, the proper courses and you've practiced and all of that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, but it is important after you go through Reiki one and two to practice, you know, this, whether it's on yourself and other people and really build up um, your intuitiveness and, and all of those things. Um, So, you know, it, it, it's interesting too, if you're somebody who in your life, you don't have a lot of people that are open to these concepts and things. Cause you're like, great, who am I going to practice on? Well, hopefully you're a part of this community where you're learning, where you can practice on each other. Um, because I know that's difficult for a lot of people who are opening up to these things, but maybe some people in their lives are looking at them like you're a cuckoo bird. Yeah. Yeah. I, whenever I have students, um, in those situations, we make sure to set up sessions with the other students in the class. Um, just so, cause it, and you also have to learn your body has to adjust to the energetic shifts. So with each attunement, your energy increases. So your body has to, your physical body needs to catch up to your energetic body. But then when you're doing treatments, one of the reasons that I, I mean, I require a certain number between, I don't require because I feel like my, my, my students are adults that can make those decisions, but I highly encourage a certain number of, of treatments in between. And also when you're doing the treatment, guys, remember you're not holding your own energy. It's source energy, which vibrates at a much higher rate than our own. So it can be like, after my attune, after I do a class, I know the next two or three days I'm out, I'm down for the count. Like I just plan on it because it's a lot of energy. And so if you are going to use this in a practice or like I used to do vendor fairs, God help me. Um, I know that I, cause like right after the, the treatments, even when you're treating other people, like you zinc because you're all filled up and then your, your physical body is like, okay, now you need to go sleep. Um, so it takes time to build up that tolerance for that energy. So that's another reason. And it's strength, the more you use it, stronger it gets and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's really important to practice. if not on anyone else, at least on yourself. It's the best sleep you'll ever get. Well, so. you mentioned that early on about just talking about this, how you can start feeling, you know, the vibration in your body. And I can honestly agree with that and attest to that because for the last couple of years that one, I started opening up to everything a lot more and then started learning these practices and actually began incorporating them into my life. I do feel like I vibrate on such a higher level and I can feel it in my body. And it's so hard to explain to other people who have no idea what I'm talking about, but it is a powerful and um, almost comforting feeling to be able to have that and just know, you know, I'm also a Oracle and tarot card reader and all of those things too. And that has upped my game quite a bit because just my body will tell me, you know, I can lay out cards and, and put my hand over them. And, and I just know intuitively through this power, it's weird. I will get a tingling behind my ear when I get to a card that I'm supposed to, um, pick up. And I test this theory a lot 
I will actually say out loud what card I want to get. And I will concentrate on that card. I'll shuffle the cards. I'll put them out and, and do my hand over them. And I will pick out that card. And I've done so it in cool. front of people before <laughs> just to show them that that's how in tune you can actually become with this energy that we all have. It's such a gift. And when you actually recognize it and start taking care of it, and it, it gives back to you triple fold. Um, okay. So I... I love that we're finally talking about this because I think it's something that um, can help a lot of people, whether you just choose to go experience a session for yourself or it's something you've done and you decide to actually um, learn this and make it a part of your life. Um, I don't know. I just, it, it, it blows my mind all the time in the best way possible. <laughs> yeah, I, me, too, me too. Every time I do a session, um, and then people come back with the results or their after, cause I, I do like a week after I usually check in just to make sure mm -hmm. it can cause some big emotions. It can cause some weird dreams. It can cause some shifts in thought. And so, and it can be scary to people. Not, I'm not trying to like this video, but you know, anytime there's change, it can yeah. be frightening, confusing, it's confusing is probably the better word. Um, yeah. so, so yeah, I do check back in and, and you're right. It's just, um, so it, it's, it never ceases to amaze me like if Heather if I told like I'm I'm adding Reiki I'm actually doing an entire program a coaching program where Reiki is going to be a huge part of it because the the way my clients are able to call things into their reality that they didn't even know um I had a client oh, it's just the results are insane they really really are insane um and not just physically but also just the way it manifests in people's lives things that come in one of my coaches asked me for a session and the like two hours later, she signed a $5,000 client that she'd been trying to land for two weeks. Um, I had another client who was having trouble conceiving and the ovulation after her cycle or after our session, she conceived and now has like, a, I think she's 18 months old. Um, so, you know, it's, and I never, we never guarantee that, right? Because this is not my intention. This is not my decision. This is not my healing. This is what source divine decides is in your highest good. So maybe nothing incredible like that happens, um, but your body still feels the relief. And, and that's why I do it. Like, I don't expect anything from my Reiki practice other than the fact that I'm going to have some emotional release because that's my, that's part of my practice, my emotional well-being, and that I'm just going to get some good old loving on. It's just a good old loving. It's just big hugs from, from God. So that's what all this is about. It's about all the love. <laughs> it is it's just love. And it's the, like I said, it's the deepest, most accepting, supportive, all encompassing. You know, people say like, when you, the first time you see your child, you've never experienced a love like that. Um, but the first time, well, every time that you receive Reiki, you've never experienced a love so big, so vast. It's just beautiful. I'm like almost in tears. because It's just so, it's the most beautiful thing. That is the most beautiful way to end this episode. If you guys would like to learn more about Reiki, certainly reach out to either one of us and we're happy to share what we know. And if you're interested in possibly learning from Sarah, definitely keep an eye on her website, thewooandthedo.com and all her social media channels, which I will tag. Um, the only one I really use right now, by the way, is the Facebook thing. So Okay. Um, we'll find her on of, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Find me on Facebook because, um, yeah, my, I just, I, social media is so loud these days. I just stay away from it. 
boy, isn't that the truth? That is the truth. Talk about something that'll suck your energy. That oh certainly can. Heather, question for you. Are you currently doing sessions for the public or are you not practicing currently? I am not yet. The pandemic, like I said, kind of threw all of that out the window. So I do um, practice on my friends and family and, and things like that. But um, I have not opened it up yet to the general public. And I definitely want to go through my uh, Reiki master uh, course before I do that as well. But that is a hope coming down the line, you know, now that we're kind of coming out of this a little bit, um, I definitely want to pursue that. Um, just cause again, I think it's so powerful and something that I definitely want to share with others. I think it should be taught with reading and math. Legitimately. Oh, I completely agree. Just like meditation and everything else. I mean, these are all tools to help you better your life, you know? Um, and I think it's, yeah, just as important as all of that stuff. So well, then I'll add, if people want to try a session, then they can call me. And then whenever yes. Heather, Heather yeah. decides that she's ready to practice on the public, definitely get in touch with her. Cause I can already, I already know that her sessions are going to be amazing. <laughs> well, thank you very much for that. I appreciate it. Awesome. <laughs> I told you not let many people treat me and I would let you. So there you Aww, go. <laughs> thank you. Well, we'll have to set that up sometime. We are in the same city. A lot of people may not have picked up on that, but Sarah and I actually do live in the Kansas city area and have still yet to meet in person. So we've got to, we've yeah. got to remedy that soon. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. You will hear Sarah again next month, first Tuesday of the month when we bring something else fantastic for you all to absorb and learn. So thank you again for joining me, Sarah. I will see you next month. Thank you, Heather. Remember, your thoughts become your reality. You have all you need to begin to make your dreams come true. Dream it, believe it, manifest it. Have a great week and I'll talk to you again soon.